1: Oh my god Uh, it's the war of the roses
0: on the dave ryan show on kdwb war of the roses today i think when you hear about this you're going to want to shake somebody because i think there are things in here you're going to be shaking your head and at the end of the war of the roses when you hear what this is all about you're going to be like i want to talk to this girl i want to talk some sense into her but i'll leave that up to you hello kara
1: hi
0: (laughs) hey thanks for being on the show Thanks Uh, for having me. You're welcome. So why do you want to do War of the Roses on Pete, who doesn't even live in the Twin Cities? Where does he live? He's down in Georgia. Okay. So why do you want to do War of the Roses on Pete? Tell me all about him. What's going on?
1: Well, I've been a little suspicious um, for a little while now. My friends are super suspicious, um, which has kind of clued me in that maybe I should be paying a little more attention um we met on match.com we've been dating for about a year okay um you know he's a great guy we have a lot of fun together but there's just a couple things that have just kind of like been red red flags for me um and i just think it's worth a little investigation
0: okay so what we can do is we can offer to send him roses or send roses for him to anybody he wants to hopefully he'll choose you but let's start with this whole relationship so you met long distance you're on how old are you anyway
1: I'm
0: 24. Okay, how old, how old is uh, Pete? He's 28. Okay, so you met on match, and then you kind of hit it off, and then so do you go down, and you've, you, you've met him before, obviously. Yeah,
1: yeah, we, we've we met in person you know, several times at this point over the last year.
0: Okay, so on, on long-distance relationships, my experience with these is one or the other is going to cheat or be tempted to cheat after a while because you're so far apart and you don't get to see each other very often.
1: I mean, it definitely makes it tricky, that's for sure. I mean, have, hopefully that's not the case, but...
0: Have you have you been faithful, loyal, whatever to... Of course. And you have an agreement. You understand that you're kind of exclusive, not seeing anybody else.
1: Yeah, he's my boyfriend, and I'm his girlfriend. Okay, and-
0: but what has he done that has made you and your girlfriends and your friends suspicious that maybe he's not seeing just you?
1: Well, like at Christmas time... um, I had been paying attention to what he wanted and what he needed for Christmas. And so I got him this beautiful iPad cover okay. um, because he I knew he was getting an iPad for Christmas. So I knew it would go like hand in hand with that. Right. And I thought it was kind of thoughtful. He sent me a $20 Best Buy gift card. $20? Yeah, $20. And I'm a girl. I was going to say <laughs> you know, that's, girl, that's... Girls don't necessarily love tech stuff all the time.
0: Well, that's true. And I was going to say, I think that's that smells to me like a re-gift, like maybe he had had one laying around or something. Because I have I think I've actually done that before. You re-gift a gift card because it's like, nah, not going to really use it. And nobody gets a woman a Best Buy gift card. Nothing gets Best Buy, but you get them like a, okay, it sounds sexist, but like a Bed, Bath & Beyond or a Pier 1 or something, a right. gift card. And
2: I'm not trying to sound money hungry at all, but usually when you've been dating someone for a year... You spend a little bit more than $20 on a person.
1: Right. I mean, I didn't spend a zillion dollars on him, but it was, you know, it took some thought.
0: Now, is there anybody down there that you suspect you might be competing for Pete's attention with?
1: Well, he has an ex-wife, um, and... They, you know, unlike what you think of when you hear ex-wife, like, they're actually still friends. Okay. Which I kind of think is cool, you know, that he can maintain a good relationship with someone like that. Um, But at the same time, it makes me a little uncomfortable because obviously they clearly share a past. Mm -hmm. um, And she's down there in person. And I know they hang out a lot and they certainly talk a lot. So that makes me... A little suspicious.
0: Okay, but you still go down there. Yeah, like, of course. Like you're down there every few weeks. Let me ask you, here's, here's a very telling question. Are you paying for the airline ticket to go down, or is he paying for the airline ticket to go down?
1: Uh, most of the time he
0: pays. Okay, so that's he good. he pays for the airline ticket. So that's good. I mean, that's that's a good sign. So what happens when you go down there? Is What are your I visits mean, like?
1: We haven't said I love you yet. Okay. But there is a lot of... Uh, How do I say it? Physical chemistry.
0: Okay. All right. I got you. So you usually fly down and basically sex him all weekend and then jump back on the plane (laughs) exhausted, fly back home. I don't
1: want to sound like a... (laughs) But there's a lot of of action. Okay. (laughs)
0: Okay. All right. So all the visits go well? I mean, is there anything that you see or that he does?
1: Um, Well, one thing, things really started to go down around Christmas after the gift. And so I went down right after Christmas. To spend New Year's with him. And he ended up going to this New Year's Eve party without me because he was concerned that I wouldn't have any fun because I didn't know any of his friends. And initially he said it was just going to be like, oh, I'm going to pop in and say hello and then I'll be back to spend New Year's with you. But he was gone basically all night.
0: Oh my God, are you kidding?
2: You flew there. I'm not kidding. And you stayed at his apartment while he went out for New Year's Eve and partied without you. Right, I watched the ball drop
0: on TV. <laughs> oh, that's sad. When did he did he come home that night? He came home around three. In think, in the morning or in the afternoon? In
1: the afternoon. Oh my God,
0: are you serious? So he leaves on New Year's Eve for a few minutes, and you would come down there to spend New Year's Eve with him, and he came yeah. back the next afternoon
2: at three. Yeah, and you're still wanting to <laughs> oh, call and send him roses. Like I, I don't, I can't imagine. I would.
0: We don't need to call him. I, I mean,
2: can't imagine I would even want to be with a guy like that. I, don't what? I mean, but I, I wouldn't have known anyone. I mean, he,
1: I, I guess maybe he was kind of thinking of okay, me Okay, but, that
0: but way. still, but still. So you had to have been worried sick about him. He goes to, he's gone all night. Yeah. Was he texting you back? Was he answering your text messages? Did he call you? Did he apologize? Anything?
1: I mean, I got one around midnight that said Happy New Year's. But what was his excuse really
0: when, when he when he staggered in a, uh, after spending nearly 24 hours gone on your New Year's weekend? What did he say? What was his excuse for being gone all night?
1: He was just like, oh, sorry, you know, like everybody just kind of dragged me in and I tried to leave and people just wanted me to hang. And, and then I got so drunk I passed out for a while.
2: This is the typical man excuse. Let me tell you, first of all. I totally get, like, when you go to any, to any party and you want to leave, everyone there wants you to stay. Yep. That, right. That's completely normal. However, you can leave. It's not difficult. I do it all the time. You actually can leave, and, yes. like, the number one excuse... I used to have this friend, and his number one excuse, sorry, for cheating on his girlfriend was he would say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I got drunk and or wasn't drunk, but I was sitting on someone's couch at the end of the night and just passed out and fell asleep. I'm so sorry. That's a great that one, yeah. excuse all the time, and she... I mean, and I always like, she can't be falling for this, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, he definitely, he definitely, that was part of his excuses. He passed out, and that's why it took him so long. I just picture
0: you, like, sitting there on the edge of the couch, looking at your clock and going... Checking
2: your phone, checking, checking your, your phone.
0: Checking your phone, and where is he? And then, and you hear from him once at midnight, and then yeah, he comes home text. at three? Oh, that's so sad for you. And
2: I'm imagining, this is what I would do, because I am not a obviously you're a lot calmer than i am but i would be sitting there and if i was understanding at first let him go as every half an hour rolled by, I would be fuming. Oh my fuming. god! I would not have been in his apartment at three o'clock the next day. When he got there, I would have found a flight that morning and oh. been like "f you" and left. You
0: know what? And that you're absolutely right. And that's why if he is still like if he's cheating on somebody else, it's because you're letting him get away with stuff like that. That's I mean, crazy. I just
2: want
1: to give him the benefit of the doubt. You
0: can't. Yeah, but you know what? It whether he gets the benefit of the doubt. That was absolutely rude. Even if his story is absolutely true. That is so rude, and you put up with a guy acting that way, then it'll only snowball. It'll get worse until he just treats you like you don't even exist. It's going to be all about him. Okay, so since New Year's Eve, have you had... What's gone on since New Year's Eve? Have you gone back down there? Are you still seeing him? Are you still a couple since then?
1: I've been super busy with work, and so we haven't seen each other since then. Okay. But one thing that was really weird... I posted pictures of him and us, like, together on my New Year's trip on Facebook. Yeah. Obviously, I tagged him in them because that's what you do. Yep. And he untagged himself.
0: Now, there's only one good reason why somebody would untag himself so his wife or girlfriend or whoever wouldn't find him with you. Am I Um, right, Fallon?
2: Or if you look unattractive in the photo. I untag myself if I hate the photo (laughs) of myself. But 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 I'm sure... I, I do
1: that all the time, but like he looks pretty good in a lot of these pictures. Like that's one of the things that makes me really wanna believe that everything's okay because he's a really good looking guy and like I said, we have really great physical chemistry and
0: I kinda you know, wanna I, I, I want I wanna hug you and I wanna tell you that you're you're naive and you're a little bit ridiculous that this guy is he's got a girlfriend or a wife or somebody down there
2: you're my friend, I'm afraid I would have to shake you. Like It's funny because now it comes full circle where you said earlier you might want to shake this person. Yep. Yes, I want to shake you and go, why are you still considering him as a good person? Don't you
0: have a guy here in town that's after you because you sound attractive and funny?
2: I mean,
1: <laughs> maybe after
0: this. All right, here's what we're going to do. Kara, we're going to come back in a second. We're going to call Pete. We're going to see who he sends the roses to. I'm going to say 99% probability he'll send them to somebody else. No. Yeah. All right.
1: Back to the War of the Roses on the Dave Ryan Show on KDWB.
0: Back for part two of War of the Roses, and uh, we were just gonna we were just talking to uh, Kara before the break. kara has got a boyfriend she met on Match, and he's he was married. Are you sure he's divorced? I mean,
1: I I want to believe him when okay. he says
0: that. All right. Uh, but he was married, seems very close with his wife still. They're good friends. I think the the topper in the story was when you went down there to see him in Atlanta over New Year's, and he left on New Year's Eve to go to a party just to make a brief appearance without you. Came home the next afternoon at 3 o'clock. Let's Gotta call Pete and see who he wants to send the roses to, if he could send roses to anybody in the country.
1: Okay,
2: Hi, is this pete yes hi pete this is ann with how are you today
3: i'm okay how are you
2: i'm great thank you for asking we're doing a quick survey today uh to some of our loyal customers and we wanted to call and give you a chance to answer a couple of survey questions and in turn we'll get you a dozen long stem romantic roses you can send them to anyone anywhere in the country and it's absolutely free to you just for taking the survey are you available for the survey today
3: sure as long as you don't add it on to my bill
2: no, no, no. It, yeah, yeah, it's completely free. Um, okay. Okay, question number one. On a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your services? Um, probably
3: one seven.
2: Okay. And on a scale of one to ten, what is the likelihood you'll renew your services with us? Uh, probably nine. Perfect. Okay. Now you get to send those romantic roses. You can send them to anyone, again, anywhere in the country. It's totally free. I just need a name for the card.
3: Uh.
2: Jackie. Okay. And you get to attach a message. So what would you like the card to say?
3: Don't stop. Get it, get it. <laughs> Don't
0: laugh. <laughs> Don't stop. Get it, get it. Is there an exclamation point after each get it or just the last get it? Don't stop. Get it, get it. Hey, um, Pete. Uh, Pete is... um. Is Jackie? Well, let me just start off by saying this: we're not. It's not your phone company, dude, at all. It's it's the Dave Ryan in the morning show, and listening in right now is Kara, who is your long distance girlfriend in Minneapolis. I can't believe this. <laughs> who
1: is he,
2: uh, who's Jackie Pete?
0: Did he hang up already? That could be a world record. After "Don't Stop, Get It, Get <laughs> It," I heard I heard an um. You, is he not there anymore? He is, he saying, is yeah, not there. Okay. Do you have any idea who Jackie
1: is? That's
2: his supposed ex-wife.
0: Oh, that oh is. Oh, my
2: God. Are you really that shocked, though, Kara? I mean, I guess I shouldn't be so naive, but
1: I wanted to believe he's a good guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, There's just so many. I mean, you can almost justify everything that happened. You could say, well, it's his ex-wife and and he cares about her and whatever. But, you know, you don't really send roses to your ex-wife because you've moved on to somebody else. And then there's the all-night disappearance on New Year's Eve, which you could justify. But then there's the untagging in Facebook. And then there's the the cheap cheap Christmas present, which I'm sure was re-gifted that none of them by themselves are necessarily a horrible deal-breaker, deal, deal breaker, maybe. But the roses probably is. Yeah. But yeah. you add them all together, and it's just like, that's just not good.
2: I want to know what Don't Stop, Get It, Get It means What does so that mean? You don't, you don't
1: know that song?
0: Well, yeah, we know it's a song, but, I mean, what could that mean to the two of them?
1: Yeah. Don't maybe Stop, it their wedding Get song. It, Get
0: It. Oh, my God. It's their first <laughs> dance at their wedding. I'm
1: sorry. I mean, we've definitely, we've definitely listened to that song the
0: what? So you've had know. that you've had that song on. So you think? Oh no! So it's possible that he plays that song during like during like sex with like lots of different girls. I guess
1: that's his that's his thing that's that his that sex and song. I, mean, I
2: can't believe this. You know what? Though at least here's the thing: at least you found out. You finally have, I guess, what you needed to validate it because it's what your friends have already been telling you. And sometimes it's hard. It's easier for a friend to tell you and for you to actually accept it. I understand that I've been in the same situation. At least you're not in the same city as him. You don't have to see him every yeah, day or anything. Seriously. And, um, you know, you're young. So the good news is you, it'll be easy for you to find someone who will get you something better than a $20 Best Buy gift card and be happy to spend New Year's with you. I hope
0: so. <laughs> hey, seriously, you know what? She's absolutely right. I got nothing to add to that. She's, she's absolutely right. You're young. You learned something. And it's not like you had a whole lot invested. It's not like you got to live together have kids together. And like I said, you sound attractive and fun and, you know, semi-intelligent. So I'm sure there's lots of boys here in the Twin Cities that would like to date you that are not dating their ex-wife.
1: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, let's
0: hope. All right, well, hang in there. Hey, and Kara, thanks for being on War of the Roses.
1: Okay, thanks for putting this to bed for me.
0: (laughs) Yes, exactly. All
1: right, thank you. Thank
0: you, Kara. War of the Roses on KDWB. All right. A lot of comments on this one. Basically, they say, here's a text message that says, In these days and times, long-distance relationships are kind of unrealistic and a disaster waiting to happen. Have you ever known? I've known a handful of long-distance relationships that have worked, but they weren't long-distance for long. I mean, you can't make them work over the years, maybe over the months. Some
2: people have, but I think that they're, like they say, the exception, not the rule.
0: I had one. And it was long distance for a few months. I moved away from from Colorado Springs and left a girl I was crazy about in Las Vegas. And we got back together when I could afford to fly out there to see her about two or three months later. And all the chemistry was gone. Oh, no. That's the one I've told you about before. We yeah. ran out of things to talk about on the way from the airport to her house. <laughs> and we had a lot. Can you imagine? You no. pick up your bags. You get in the car. You drive into her house for a big, long, romantic, fun-filled weekend. And the chemistry was gone, and we ran out of things to talk about I on the drive. I feel
2: like we've had people on the show before talk about, like, talking to someone online for a while and finally flying to, like, Florida or whatever to meet them. And they know immediately, and now they're stuck there with them for, for like, the a week. weekend yeah. or a week or whatever.
0: Puh. Hey, we always get ad- advice from Jonathan Fogel. Speaking of flying out of town, let me get this right. You're at the Twin Cities airport right now? I am at the airport right now, yeah. Are you the obnoxious guy that's like, hey, hey, it's me. and we have a conversation on my phone here at the gate. Are you that guy? <laughs>
3: Well, I'm the guy that makes sure I, I watch people's bags to make sure that no one leaves them unattended.
2: Oh, that's me. <laughs> always watching, always okay. judging. Love that. Right.
0: Yeah.
3: So, someone stands up, I'm like, that's the guy right there. That's
0: them. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Vogel, uh, family attorney, everything from custody support to maintenance, all of that stuff. Um, uh, let's get this week's insightful tips on relationships and separations and all that stuff. What do you got for us this week, Jonathan?
3: Well, I got four mistakes that I see people make when they go through a divorce. Oh, okay. And first, yeah, first one is trying to use the court to get revenge. That's the first mistake people make. They think that, hey, I'm going to go to court and I'm going to get revenge against my husband or my ex for some, you know, some, some, something they did, or something that they, you know, are upset about, and the courts are absolutely not the place to go for that. You will never get that kind of satisfaction from
0: family court. But that actually happens. Somebody will say, "I'm taking her to court. She cheated on me." Watch this. Doesn't work.
3: Doesn't work. Doesn't work. Doesn't work.
0: Nope. Okay. The
3: second mistake people make is bad mouthing your spouse to your children. I know I've talked about this before. You see this all the time. People will say bad things about their their ex or their soon-to-be ex in front of their joint children. Mm -hmm. Never a good idea. Huge mistake.
0: That that hurts the kids and doesn't do any good, I'm going to guess, and the kids get confused because then the kids have to choose one side or the other?
3: That's right. That's right. And what you're doing, I mean, I say this in all seriousness, what you're doing is you're setting up your kids for a lifetime of therapy. You oh, know, you're wow. just putting him in a bad yeah. situation. You don't want to do
0: that.
2: No. Okay.
0: I will say this one with, with me and Julie, we were kinda like, you know, exes, whatever, and we both had chase. And uh, there I don't I, I would never badmouth Julie because I just knew that it would get back to her and that I would pay I would pay for it. <laughs> Mom, Dad <laughs> said that you're greedy and that you should live in a trailer. <laughs> so uh, and no, because then it would get back to me. So okay, so that's right. Tip number two, what do you have for tip number it- three? Number
3: three is never lie in court or, in or hide assets. It will come back to you. You may think that you're going to get away with it. You may think that you're the smartest person on earth and no one will ever find out, but they do. And it will come back to bite you if you try to do that.
0: And it's also illegal to, yes. to uh, have you ever seen anybody fine for lying in court? Yeah, I've seen people being held in contempt or, or
3: commit, you know, committing fraud, and and you know, the courts don't usually enforce you know something like that. You know, you could be charged criminally in a, in a divorce case when you sign affidavits, you're sworn under oath, or when you testify, you're sworn under oath. If you commit perjury, that's a crime. Okay, so good to know. And the, tip number and four, the, sorry. The court, well, but the fourth biggest mistake people make, not surprisingly, is not retaining an experienced family law attorney to help them through the process. It's uh-huh. just whether it's me, whether it's somebody else, you've got to have somebody on your side to help you go through the process. I wouldn't try to you know, uh, do heart surgery on my own because I've seen it on TV. But people come in and they say, oh, I've seen enough divorces or talked to enough people. I can do this on my own. Mm-hmm. Never a good idea. Yeah. At the very least, talk to somebody and get some advice.
0: Okay. You know what? Find out more advice. Get your free consultation with Jonathan Fogel, and you can call Jonathan. Get his phone number. I don't give you his phone number. I just tell you the website. It's easy to remember. Uh, FogelFamilyLaw.com. F O G E L. FogelFamilyLaw.com. Get your phone number out there. Get your free consultation. And you might decide Jonathan is the attorney that's for you. Or you might decide, you know what? You might want to try to find somebody else or whatever. Try this. Jonathan is, you know, I mean, basically there to support you and answer your yep. questions with a free consultation. So get a hold of Jonathan. Jonathan, safe travels. Have a great time in Denver, the mile-highest city. And, <laughs> Thank uh, you. And as always, Thank thanks, you. thanks for being on. We'll talk to you next week.